Crowhill here from Beer and Conversation with Pigweed and Crowhill. Today we review an IPA and talk about how litigation might save the world. Hello and welcome to Beer and Conversation with Pigweed and Crowhill. Good evening, Pigweed. Good evening, Crowhill. So what's on your mind today? talked to a buddy of mine who uh, works in the government, and he went to a uh, sensitivity training. Does he have a problem with sensitivity? No, he's he's as sensitive as the rest of us, Uh, but it sounded more like a Maoist struggle session (laughs) where you, you know, confess your faults and ask for forgiveness than it was actual sensitivity training, which I I don't even know what that is either. And so I asked him, I said, you know, did you feel like you could raise your hand and have some objection to it? He was like, uh, no, that you were just there to take it. To be lectured to. To be lectured to. And, uh, of course, Somebody's paying the bills for that. Yeah. And uh, it was uh, uncomfortable and unproductive, as far as I could tell. However, i got a bigger problem than that. Yeah, what's that? It's the color of your stupid beer. <laughs> well, it's not. So, look at this thing. It's absolutely, it's Sprite. It's clear. It's it's very clear. But it is an no IPA. No head. It is an IPA. Well, it says it on the label. You better follow that. You better back this up with some more, uh, than, okay. more than a stupid okay, well, label. So, so it has hops in it. Okay, well, you're getting a little closer. Getting a little closer, and it's uh, carbonated. Barely, okay. And, and it's, it's fermented, it has yeast in it. And it, and it, is, from a, and it is from a, a, a well-established brewery. Yeah, and it has water. So, so if we think about the rules, it's got water, it's got yeast, it's got hops. Uh, may, Keep may, going. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe, wait a minute. Okay, maybe there is something missing. Uh, there's no malt. There's no malt. There's, there's no, no malt. barley. And there's no. What is it? So this oh is Bold Rock Hard Cider IPA, which they've they've sort of co-opted the name, and it's like a. Oh, I see. They they redefined what the P and the A are. Yeah, exactly. Because they've it's changed... supposed to be pale ale, but if it's an ale, then it's obviously it's... going to have. Malt, Some, something pressed apple, or you know, oh, they're, they're trying you, to change. This the, is a, this is preposterous. So, but the, but this one saving grace is that uh, it has hops in it, and uh, it has about, booze. Yeah, and it's not as it, I was expecting uh, those fruity wine coolers that you love no. so much. No, yeah, it's uh, not that. It's not a fruity wine cooler. And it's got uh, 4.7 booziness. All and it's right. got a little bit of hop flavor to it. So, yeah, this this is stretching beer in conversation to a bit of a limit. But, wow. Uh, you know? But, I mean... So here's the here's the deal behind this. Um, I have a, a daughter-in-law who loves this stuff. Okay. So, so over Easter, I had a bunch... So it's been around? I've never seen it before. Oh, it's been around for a while. So over Easter, I had a bunch for my daughter-in-law to drink, but my lovely daughter-in-law uh, went away without drinking very much of it, so I had some extra <laughs> left over. So here we Darn. are. <laughs> so we're going to have this Bold Rock IPA, which is actually a cider. Which is actually a cider that they say they put some hops in. There's a little, I can taste a little bit of hop. I mean, you have to have something to counteract the sweetness of the of the apple. Yeah, because it, it uh, the sweetness is 
more dial back than I would expect. Like I said, I, I was looking for a, a wine cooler, but um, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have brought it. That would be a anyway. You know what? Summer, a summer uh, beverage. It's better than Jamaican me crazy wine coolers. <laughs> Generally speaking, I refer to this sort of thing as girly drinks. Pretty girly. Yeah. All right, so uh, litigation will save the planet or right, the this world? Is the, or what, yes, what is... I hate that. You know what they call uh, a thousand lawyers chained to the bottom of the ocean? A good start? Yes, they do. Yeah. So in the anti-lawyer tradition, the anti-suing at every opportunity is suing somebody because you spilt coffee on your own lap. Right. I am very put off by the whole litigation but on and you know i'm also put off by boycotts which yes. we'll get to later so these are two things that i do not like but running out of weapons in my uh tool in my arsenal yeah yeah i don't like it either there's a lot of things that i don't like that you still have to do like for example i don't like speaking harshly to my granddaughter <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I, I don't like doing that, yeah. but, but sometimes it, it's necessary. You know, sometimes she's you about get... to walk out in the street without looking both ways or holding her mom's hand and you've got to say, you get pushed to a point. Yeah. So, so there are some things in life that you don't like to do and you'd prefer not to do, but you know, it has to be done. So I was listening to, uh, a fellow named Mark Rufo yeah. on, uh, the podcast culture wars with a Andrew Doyle, yeah. which is part of the spiked yeah. network along with, it's uh, pretty good. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, and this guy is pushing back on this compulsory critical race theory seminars, teaching indoctrination that is taking place all and, over the place. And critical race theory, just to summarize it, is basically to say that all white people are inherently racist and bad, and race undergirds everything, and there's no way to get around here, it. Here, try this here. This this is uh, from the article about um, Mark Rufo. Okay. Exactly. Critical race theory combines the Marxist theories of oppressor versus oppressed with the idea that everything, every issue, every conflict, every event must be seen through the lens of race. It defines everything as a perpetual racist conflict. Racial conflict. But it, uh, I just, I think that's a great uh, two-sentence yeah, summation of, of, of what he thinks is rotten about it. And so he has, he wrote some things and has been involved in pushing back on, on this mandatory struggle sessions. And it got the ear of the uh, Trump administration, yeah. which is what led to the uh, the 1776 commission and the executive order to prohibit critical race theory training at federal institutions. So, you know, so, so you know, there's a lot of things that I don't like about Donald Trump. I don't like that he's brash. I don't like that he lies. I don't like... That he exaggerates. I don't like that he punches down. I don't like. I don't like his personality very much. There's a whole lot of things I don't like about him. But when I thought about what are the things that I consider to be the biggest threats yeah. to our way of life, to the United States, to like where the biggest things I think of are China mm -hmm. and all this woke BS. Th I... Those are like one and two, and. 
And Trump was willing to take them both on. Punched back against this critical race theory and this all this other kind of nonsense. So, so to me, like if if I'm if all of a sudden the Hun is attacking my neighborhood, and I have a neighbor who's brash and obnoxious and uh, cheats on his wife and you know and says all kinds of nasty things but and punches down, but also is one damn good fighter. You know, I'm going to kind of look past that other kind of stuff. Yeah, so, I so I, I, I get this. I get this idea of, you know, Trump did this 1776 commission. Uh, well, good. It's punching back against this critical race theory stuff, which now we're going to be bathed in in the next four years because of the resident in the White House. Yes, because on, on day one, Dopey Joe, uh, amongst his 25 first-day executive orders was to remove the 1776, which I guess puts the uh, 1619 project in charge. And, uh, yeah, I guess I guess every institution in America has changed its responsibility from whatever it, whatever it used to be, saving the environment, building roads, whatever else, to... Blaming everything on race. <laughs> Blaming everything on race. And so uh, this guy, Mark Rufo, started an organization, and it's called the uh, the, the Discovery Institute Center on Wealth and Poverty, well, is, is the lead organization, and then got a bunch of other people on board. Uh-huh. And the idea is that, uh, is that litigation is the answer. So, so the why, why would litigation be the answer? Because... Don't you think that, let's think of what the other answers could be. Other answers could be legislation, right? Yeah. Why couldn't Congress get their act together and say, no, this is not acceptable? Well, you could do that, but you you, you couldn't do that for private industry. Right, so that's the so you couldn't do it for private industry. You right. couldn't do it for universities. Right. I guess you could if you had the if you had the votes, uh, at least do it on the, on the federal level. But what he's saying is that, you know what, uh, the the people who are who are on these boards or or who are the heads of departments mm-hmm. or the heads of universities, mm-hmm. they aren't necessarily and most likely not at all on board with this. But this is a total CYA move. Yes. If we just if we spend ten thousand dollars for some Robin D'Angelo seminar, then we have covered ourselves so that some later charge that this uh, somebody has been fired and they say, well, I was fired because I was, you know, black or whatever. Uh, they'll say, well, they, they, they created a hostile environment yeah. and that's why I quit and I want a million dollars. They're going, look, we put everybody through the proper right. training. Right. But if what happens is this, this, uh, you get a couple of good lawsuits which sues the crap out of them mm-hmm. as, be, as being un, uh, unconstitutional, then the corporations and the universities are going, wait a minute, maybe that isn't the safe bet. Yeah, so, so, right? so let's, let's rethink this for Go a ahead. second. Right? So, so there's been a whole history of this sort of thing. Like, for example, when there was sexual harassment, uh, sexual harassment became a, a big issue a couple decades ago, and companies started doing sexual harassment training. And I worked for a company that sold sexual harassment um, 
<laughs> videos. Right. In other words, how to stop sexual harassment. Okay, not, 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 how how to, not how to do it. Yeah. I Sex, have some of those. Books, books on sexual harassment, <laughs> how, how to have proper procedures and, and policies. For HR to yeah, exactly. work their way and, through. And the sure. real purpose for all that, obviously, at some level, people wanted to stop sexual harassment, but the real point of it was to protect themselves against being sued. Right. So it's, this is another manifestation of the same thing. Yeah. Where corporations are trying to say, I don't want to get sued when somebody comes and claims racial discrimination mm -hmm. or whatever the heck mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. So we're going to put in place these training seminars that everybody, everybody has to go through diversity, equity, inclusion, and put your pants on backwards training so that they you know, are, are protected against this sort of thing. The, but the problem in this case, the sexual, the anti-sexual harassment training, which I've actually been through, is can be embarrassing, it can be awkward, or it can just be dumb. Right. But the critical race theory inspired uh, diversity, equity, <clears throat> inclusion, all that kind of training is is itself straightforwardly racist and discriminatory. I don't see I, I don't see how we could stand up for five minutes in court. I know. Because what they tell you, you walk in and they tell you, okay, all you white people go over there and all you non white people go over there and now we're gonna tell the white you people how awful they are explicitly defined yeah. by your race and discriminated against by your race. Yeah. And every time that there's a diversity a hiring where you deny a, a more qualified white person in order to uh, fulfill some other requirement, if it makes it to court, they lose because you've already established. Wasn't that the whole anti-discrimination laws? Yeah. That you cannot make these kinds of decisions based on race. Yeah. So the whole, what you're properly calling struggle sessions and these, these uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, blah, blah, blah training sessions, are themselves illegal, immoral, and unconstitutional, and should be stopped. But the question is, how do you stop them? Right. Because so, the one one option, as you mentioned earlier on, one option would be for the people who are participating in them, in them to say, this is BS, I'm leaving, goodbye. Right. But you get fired if you do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes, but how can you possibly get fired for doing that? Well, you can get fired for doing anything until somebody stands up mm -hmm. and says something about it. Mm -hmm. So you can any so you so even if we can all sort of on the ground level say this is clearly racist and uh unconstitutional therefore illegal, well no, it's not illegal. It's not it, you can pass a law for anything as long as everybody goes on to it until somebody takes it to court. Yes. And what's that called? Like the, the person who like I how about this? Uh, uh, we're passing a law, $50 a month tax on redheads. Right. All redheads, have, and it passes through, and everybody, all redheads start paying their $50 every month, and somebody says, that's illegal. And they're going, well, what are you going to do? Right. Till what? Until somebody with standing, with in standing. other words, so, a redhead. So a non-redhead <laughs> can't go, can't sue on somebody else's behalf. Right. Who, does, who has not suffered from this... But a redhead. That how it works? But a redhead. That what standing go, means? Yeah. So a redhead could then go in and say, "No, I'm being discriminated against, and this this is wrong, and you can't do this." And then it would go through the court. So what? So you can pass happen, a you can pass a law that's unconstitutional. Oh, of course, we've right? had several of them. Uh, yeah, it happens, yeah. Right, it happens all the time. So I think there's the idea that that 
well, that law is unconstitutional, therefore it can't be passed, or it's not ever going... No, 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 you can do anything you want until it works its way through the, yeah, the court gen- system. The gen- general rule of life is you can do anything you want until someone stops you. <laughs> yeah. And the same thing is true in with laws and with everything else. So this critical race theory nonsense, garbage, intellectual... Only, only perpetuates because nobody will stand up and say this... this this, this, is, this, this, is this isn't crazy. right. So once corporate, so this corporate, this group is try is a collective of a bunch of other uh, of of a, a variety of like law centers and yeah. rights groups and stuff like that who have come together to say we will be that group. And what they need is, that what they need is for somebody who went into a one of these struggle sessions yeah. and stood up and said, "I'm not." I'm not doing this. This is wrong. Then they're fired. And then they're fired. Then they go to court and say, or just somebody saying, I was subjected to this. I was, yeah, you know, hostile work environment and all uh, that. Yes, that's why it's a hostile work right. environment when they say, because of the color of your skin, you're this way. Yeah, you don't think that's a hot, when, when before a, a woman's just like, I don't know, the guys are checking me out weird. That's a hostile work environment. You sue the company because you didn't stop the guy because you complained and you guys didn't do anything about the guys checking me out, uh, and that created a hostile work environment. This is an openly, intentionally hostile work yes, environment. Exactly. So it, openly once, and intentionally. So once, you know, so once corporations see the other side of this, they're going, oh, "Wait a minute." Yes. What has to happen is so corporations hire lawyers who try to protect them from yeah. any potential threat. And the problem is right now <laughs> they don't really have they don't really have like a moral center. They're just looking yeah. at what's the greatest liability. Yes. And that's and their job. Right now, the only threat that they're feeling is from one side. Yeah. They need to feel the threat from the other side. Yeah. And this reminds me a little bit of somebody I know okay. who was um, in a job and Outside of the workplace, totally not, no, nothing to do with what was going on in the workplace, expressed some mainstream political views, mm-hmm. which then... Mainstream became, conservative. Mainstream conservative political views, which became a big problem at the workplace, and this person was fired. Now, what recourse... So because some hypersensitive sn- snoop... Yeah. Looking at things that were done outside the workplace anyway, said, oh, no, you're saying these things. Those things are wrong, so now we're going to get you fired. Now, what recourse is there other than litigation in that situation? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you're not, you can pass a law, but what's the law going to do? The law doesn't do anything until somebody tries to bring an action based on that law. And then once uh, companies start suffering, so what, you know, once, there's a, once there's a strong high profile case yes big money case that everybody else can point to yes and you realize that anybody that you fire under these or anybody who feels hostile under these this pretext can appeal to that uh previous ruling and also get some big money that's right and get people fired and, and get reinstated. And then corporations will stop and say, hey, and wait a minute. Like, oh, the the, is the math isn't quite so straightforward as we thought it was before. And I just hate using, but I just don't see another way. Because uh, I, the other helpful thing is if you have entertaining 
high-profile people engaging in the kind of scorn and mockery that we try to uh, use here on the Tegan C show. Yeah. We're giving you, we're giving, you know, we're giving you a little bit of uh, guidelines of. It's the only other. That's the small level, the cultural level yeah. of of pushback. But if you had, but if you had a thousand, if you had a thousand comedians in every city making fun of this stuff, yeah. as it should be made fun yeah. of, it should be ridiculed because it's such intellectual garbage. Yeah, but there's some cowed and terrified. But, but even if they're doing that every night in every bar and every comedy shop and everything across the country. Until it goes into the courts and there's some sort of legal action against it, so, it's not going to stop. Until it costs somebody some money. Yes. It has to cost somebody some money. It has to cost somebody their, their uh, livelihood. Like you said, corporation liability yes. uh, is where the, it's going to come down because they're not married to this stuff. They, they're not no. committed to this. They no. are just finger in the wind where, you know, because your job is to limit liability. And at this point... It's cheaper to just pay the training and force the people and say, we did our part, uh, and if you have than to, it is to if fight you have it. To fi- and if you have to fire somebody because, for some dumb reason, okay, you hire somebody else. Yeah. Right? So so you realize, gosh, I wish I didn't have to do this. I mean, it would be better if I didn't have to fire that guy because he was doing a good job. But you say, well, you know, the, the consequence of not firing him is worse than the consequence of firing him. That's what needs to change. Yes. What that, needs to yeah. change is the corporation needs to sit back and think, doggone it, if I fire him for this reason... He's got, he is got, he's got uh, solid standing yes. to turn around and sue his and way sue back and sue the crap and, out of me. Yes. And so that's the greater liability. Yes. Crow Hill here. If you like Beer in Conversation with Pigweed and Crow Hill, please like it, share it, give us a good review. Tell your friends about it. Put it on Facebook. All that good stuff. We like to do the show, but we're not so great at the social media promotion. So we'd like to ask our fans if they could help us out with that. Thank you so much. And now back to the show. That's a terrible approach, but I don't see anything else. I don't see any way around it. Do you want to move on to the next yeah, so, part so, two of this? So, so part one, if you're, if you're being forced into one of these struggle sessions and one of these things... Figure out a way to sue the idiots who forced you into it. And and like I said, Mar- Mark Rufo and his group has uh, organized themselves for that very purpose. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's see All right, so that's happens. part one. We don't like litigation, but right now... <laughs> yeah, all right, so let's move on to another thing we don't like. Uh, yeah, boycotts. I don't like boycotts. I, generally speaking, if I'm going to go out and buy a beer, I just want to buy a beer that I like. I don't want to know like that the person running the company... Believes this Saturday. I, think, I don't care. I, I don't care. I want to buy the product based on the product. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be thinking about all these other kinds of... You know, a long time ago, uh, one of my brothers told me that all... Or that, that, that the mafia controls some large percentage of mozzarella cheese production. Okay. Okay. Not, I don't know if that's true or if he made it up or what. So he thought, like when you buy a pizza, you're supporting the mafia. Okay, you know, <laughs> wow, that's a long way from. I don't, your... <laughs> I, don't, I don't want. I don't want to think. When I buy a pizza, I want to buy like I want to buy a pizza because I like the pizza. Right. I don't. I don't want to be thinking about all that kind of crap. But every once in a while, you're forced into a situation where you have to take those things into and account. And the reason that this has got on my mind is because it's the beginning of baseball season. Yeah. Uh, I have traditionally been a very big baseball fan, 
And uh, I'm starting to think that the MLB can kiss my ass. Well, you know, it's like every major sports venue has started to, instead of trying to be the non-political America first escape. That's what it's always been. It's where you're at. I love it. So I'm at the game and there's a home run and I'm high-fiving everybody I can reach my fives to. Yeah. And, and I, I don't care whether they're nobody and nobody cares anything yes. about what I think or my opinions. And I don't care about their opinions. All they care we about is we just got to. This yeah. is our team. If this is what makes brings us together. Yes. And so now, first off, you start off with standards and sitters. Yeah. With the national with anthem. the national yeah. anthem. So you've already politicized the damn. And then thing. whether you're going to sing this song, you're going to sing that song. And, and whether and, you're going to yeah, you yeah. got to look at the. the Effing players, whether right. or not they're doing things. So, so, uh, uh, so two years ago, when the Colin Kaepernick first, you know, got this crap started, I was out for the entire uh, NFL season. I didn't yeah. watch one game. Right. In the, the the spring, the uh, the Orioles were the worst team almost in history. Mm-hmm. So I didn't watch any that year. Came around. Next year, I was lukewarm about football, but uh, Lamar Jackson was the most exciting player that I've seen in 10 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I watched it hit and miss. Uh, Never watched basketball anyway. Then then, Then the George Floyd kicked it back up again, got infested all of sports again, and then I so I've gone like two seasons. I watched any professional sports of any kind, and then realized, you know what? I don't miss it. You can you, you, this was this might have been a year. This would have been the year where I reintroduced myself to um, Major League Baseball, except for what? What just happened? Why? So, why? Why am I pissed at MLB? So I don't really follow baseball. To tell you the truth, I follow football, but not baseball. But so what I understand is there was going to be a big game in Georgia. But Georgia passed this voting rights law that the left decided was Jim Crow 2. And then... But they f- simply just decided it. Yeah. It, not, with, with no support no, whatsoever. No basis in reality. So then Major League Baseball said, oh, well, we can't have our game in Georgia where they're, it's Jim Crow 2. So they moved it to, what, Colorado? Okay. Uh, Which has the same voting laws that they just put in, <laughs> in Georgia. So, so this is all... A bunch of woke uh, pressure stuff that Major League Baseball succumbed to, and is this the world you want to live in? They they have to learn that okay they're afraid they're afraid of the consequences of keeping their game in Georgia. They need to learn to be afraid of their consequences but of moving their game. There were no Georgia. consequences to keeping it in Georgia. Yeah, well, <laughs> except that, except that the woke monsters. Yes, exactly. Would come this after. is what they don't. They they live. These people are hypersensitive uh, people who who live in the yeah. Twitterverse. Because five which people is a on complete... Twitter are upset. Exactly. Yeah. You had 75 baseball players sign some out of a thousand players that play in the major leagues. Mm-hmm. 75 say, we don't, we're, we don't like this. But, but of course, I bet that one of those 75 could articulate what the problem is with the, uh, with the voting laws. They have just heard that. Stacey Abrams and somebody else said that they were. Uh, yeah. Part of being a part of being an adult is when somebody comes along with some stupid complaint. You just say, "Grow up 
and you move on. And, and that's what we're missing nowadays is nobody is an adult. Nobody can say, cut it out. That's stupid. I don't care about that. You should, if you have a problem with that, go see a psychiatrist. But, and they, instead, they bend over backwards trying to accommodate these whiny brats. Whiny brats on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, what about the real world? What about the real fans? What about a real America? What about the real consequences? Yeah. No, you don't, you don't care about any of that. You've got, uh, uh it, so... There have been cases where companies have done something that that the people don't like, and so the people have responded. That's norm, that's that's uh, normal capitalism, right? Mm-hmm. You're you're producing something, and maybe and if you you've offended people, maybe 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 they respond by not buying your product. Well, there's there are consequences to that. Now you have companies boycotting the people. Yes. So so the do you know how representative democracies work? It's that when people, when the representatives vote for some, something, they are reflecting the will of the people. Isn't that? I mean, I, at least that's how I understand how, how it works. works. Yeah. And so these companies are going, yeah, but we don't like what the people said that they want, and therefore we're going to punish the people of your state because they have chosen something that we uh, that ten people at the up at the upper echelon of of uh, Coca Cola. Or Rich Carlton, or who, whatever Home Depot, or whoever yeah. is headquartered in, in Atlanta, and said, uh, "Well, we don't like what um, the voters of Georgia want." And the thing that that bugs me this most about this is they defend all this stuff on the basis of these words: diversity, equity, and inclusion. Okay, so diversity. Unless you don't believe what we say, right. and inclusion, unless you don't believe what we say, yeah. and equity, unless you don't believe what we say. So, like, where is the where is the diversity? Like, it seems to me that if you're trying to have a a baseball team, you're trying to have a baseball league, that you should say, okay, people in Georgia are different from people in Colorado, who are different from people in Alaska, who are different from people in Texas. Fine. But we all like baseball. Yes. And that's exactly. the important thing. Very good. So, so like, let's try to ignore the fact that these guys eat with their fork in this hand. And these guys, you know, whatever these stupid differences are, the whole point of sports is to get past that, to get above that, to get outside of that. And what they're doing is they're bringing us back down into the most divisive, like, let's find ways to hate one another. Yes. Rather because, than let's find ways to Because of the be complaints... United. Are have been are, are out and out lies. Yes. Okay. There is nothing that restricts. It, it's 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 to make voting uh, accessible to all, accessible to more people, and to eliminate fraud. Mm-hmm. That's the goal, and that's what even the Democrats in in uh, 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 Georgia mm-hmm. agree that that's what this is for. Mm-hmm. There's no limiting of. Just blatant for Pinocchio lies that the media is right on top of, no problem promoting all of those, uh, to say that the laws are racist, which is just well, who cares. They're saying, I mean, they're saying it's racist. Jim Crow, too. I mean, See, come on. that's the dumbest thing. There are so many extravagant, ridiculous terms. This is Nazi. This is Jim Crow. This is, you know, it's, come on. We have to stop using that kind of language to, to characterize things or to caricature things completely incorrectly. So first of all, you've got, you, you, right, you've got corporations who decide to po- punish populations, and then you have uh, 
governments encouraging boycotts. You want governments picking winners and losers. Right. Isn't that exactly what they're not supposed to be doing? Yeah. But it, it, yes, you companies who have the right political ideas get government support, and if you don't, you don't. Is that where we're, is that where you want to go? So, so the response should be, and I hope it is, that a lot of people simply won't watch major 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 league baseball. Now, what was this thing about Coca Cola? What did Coca Cola do? Yeah, no, they're on board with the they're they're, they're on board with this. Uh, and didn't uh, I think Senator uh, Paul came out and said that we should just boycott Coca Cola? Well, I know that the Georgia state legislature, the Georgia state. Republicans have already requested Coca-Cola products being removed from their their, their offices. Okay, is now, that where you want to go? No, I don't. I don't like boycotts. Like for one thing, I don't drink Coke anyway because I don't drink soda. But um, I do, and I love Diet Coke. But I got no problem switching to Diet uh, right. anything so, else so if, that's I, what, if that's what I'm being forced to do. Yeah. If if that's the way it's going to be, are we going are we going to now going to have? If you're a Republican, you drink this soda. If you're a Democrat, you all drink right. that soda. Which brings Is me that up, where we're going? Uh, you all will remember our story on the, the coming Civil War. Yeah. And you said, well, what do you mean by Civil War? So what I don't mean is people in blue and gray lined up with guns across a, a field. Yeah. What I do mean is uh, this new blue and red world. Well, now baseball is a blue sport. And so hockey is going to be a red sport, uh, where that's a blue bakery. NASCAR is a red sport. And that's, right? Uh, Banks are going to decide what's what. And now, since everything is going cashless anyway, uh, well, we only accept blue money here. We only accept red money here. Go to the blue bakery over there if you want it, because we're not accepting your red. And that's what about good old-fashioned profit-driven capitalism? Just sell me the damn product. Give me a choice between two items. I don't want to hear your opinions on anything else. Just make potato chips, and I'll buy the ones that I like the most, and then you can react to the consumer. That's your job as a corporation. So when but I was, now it isn't. When I was a boy, uh, I wanted a bike. I wanted a new bike. And the closest uh, bike, bike shop was in, was in Riverdale. It was a, a nice bike shop in Riverdale that was, and I wanted that, my, I wanted my dad to take me down, down to the bike shop to look at some bikes, and it was a Saturday, and dad said, well, they're not open, because it, the owner of the company was Jewish, okay. so the shop wasn't open on a Saturday. Okay. Now, never in my wildest imagination did I imagine that my dad would decide whether to buy a bike from that store because the guy was Jewish or Christian. Or <laughs> yeah, whatever, you know, yeah, yeah. Right? The question was, did they have the kind of bike that I wanted at the right price? The fact that they were closed what on Saturday... What other factors do you need? Yeah, the fact that they were closed on Saturday was a slight annoyance. We had to go on another <laughs> yeah, day. You know? right. Okay, but, but like we never even thought, it never even entered your mind to think, oh, wait a minute, they're, they're not one of us. We shouldn't buy a bike from them. Never, never even considered... Past your that's mind the, in the civil that, that's way. the civil war that we're on the verge that's, of. That's what we're doing now. Now we're saying, oh wait a minute, he supported Bush, Romney, Trump, whatever. So they're on the wrong side. So we can't buy bread or coke <laughs> or soda or whatever from them because they're on the wrong side of this stupid divide. And so while you you want to stand on the principle of not participating in that, 
uh, it, now it's gotten so crazy like you that can't. you you now you feel like well okay if that's what we're gonna do then uh, all right then do, I gotta buy gonna all right well I gotta buy the I gotta buy the Goya beans instead of the other guy's beans because everybody's drawing lines here. Uh, you that, drew the first line, by the way, is, red is that, team. Is that the country? I mean, blue team. Yeah, is that the country we want to be in? I don't want to be in this country. No. I don't. I don't want to be in a country where we have to sue everybody all the time. I don't want to be in a country where we have to decide what we buy based on the political social ideas of the person who runs the country. I don't want to do that. Well, yeah, but what's, what, that, what would be after that? Uh, how about a, uh, uh, gated community, blue gated communities and red gated communities? Mm -hmm. What? I know. What are you talking about? That's where we're headed. It is where we're headed. I mean, let's just get back to the good old beauty of of profit motive and capitalism. So, and all this stuff is allegedly based upon diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, bringing people together. And all those, all those, all those words are just absolute lies. It's not diversity. It's not equity. It's not inclusion. It's just partisanship and and nastiness. Yeah, and then we're going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then uh, uh, blue Facebook and red Facebook. Yeah. We're going to have so here's blue the, Amazon and red Amazon. So oh, here's the question. On. Here's the question. Let's say that conservatives decide we're going to start litigating, we're going to start boycotting. Yeah. Is that going to make everybody wake up and say, hey, this is stupid, let's get back to sanity? Or is it going to make it worse? Well, I don't see another option. I, I, I see you, you either... You, the only thing worse than uh, mutually assured destruction is laying down your arms yeah. and being run over by the other team. Okay, so we have two options here. We The the right decides to go ahead and start doing what the left has been doing we for a threaten, long time. We, 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 we engage doing, in mutually assured destruction yes, we and start see how you like it. it. And and then either, either. either we're going to split entirely yep. and there's going to be two different countries, yep. a red country and a blue country, yep. or people will wake up and say... This is complete nonsense. Can we please get back to some sense? Uh, but laying down on principle of saying, you know, we're uncomfortable, litigation seems dumb, and boycotting seems mean, and then just getting steamrolled. We can't do that. Uh, we can't, but we do so have... There's no option except to, except to sue and to boycott, and I hate it. I, I hate don't those. like it. I, hate, I hate it like I hate, you know, disciplining a child, but it has to be done. Yeah, all it right. sucks, but there we uh, go. All right, so man of the week. Well, we got a few. We we have the, we have the, the paper, paper of record. The paper the paper record, of record is so on board all the time. You know, if you're not following Babylon B, <laughs> everywhere you can possibly follow them, you you really are missing out. You really I, are. I the only social media I engage in, except from this podcast, of course, <laughs> is uh, Instagram, and I follow Babylon B on Instagram and. They are so hilarious. They get everything exactly right. So, all right, so you do, all right, understand this is satire. Go ahead. Right. Georgia removes the entire state, I'm sorry, Google removes the entire state of Georgia from Google Maps <laughs> and calls thing. it the sea of racism. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the outline of Georgia is now just part of the Atlantic just, it's Ocean. It's just blue. It's just a sea of racism. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so... Here's another one. So, so there's all right. So the the so the MLB boy, boycott. This is not looking good. So this totally blue, uh, mostly uh, 
majority black city of Atlanta mm -hmm. is about to lose hundreds of millions of dollars right. because of this stupid boycott that everybody has realizing wasn't such a great idea it, while they move it to a state which has the same voting laws that were just voted in. So it's a disaster for them. Mm -hmm. uh, Wait, and, I'm, I'm a little confused about this there. So Jen Psaki? <laughs> Is it, yeah. is it, is it Pasaki? No, I don't, I don't think there's no, you don't pronounce the, the P. The, the P is, the P is silent, just like the P in president is silent. <laughs> just, well so yeah. Because he's right. just a resident Just there. the resident, yeah. So Biden never called for a Georgia boycott, says Jen Psaki, as Biden stands right behind her holding boycott Georgia sign. Right. So, you know, he flat out said it, and then she's just got the word, actually, not just her, anybody in that job. But under, then, under any president, of course, isn't that an awful job yes, to have? It is an God. awful job. So, so she has to run in and say, "Well, he never." After you realize what a disaster this this idea is, and what a disaster the whole idea of the federal government putting its thumb on the scale. But the problem is that almost no one, except maybe Fox News, in that entire room would challenge her on the direct lie that she was just saying. No, no. Because they're all just Democrat uh, apologists and. Yes. So, so uh, all right. Trump broke the media. He forced them to. He exposed them as a wing of the DNC. Yes. And they became an unapologetic force for the attack on Donald Trump. Yes. So they've always been clearly liberal, but you know they kind of skirted around a little bit and made it seem like they weren't. So it's just got ridiculous. So now. once he, yeah. yeah, once he broke them and made them clearly just the constant opposition. It's to the same thing the we've been saying all along. That, that, but but now, but now instead of pretending to treat Biden like a news organization, they're just going to cover for him for, for for four years. It's the same thing we've been saying all along. We now we now have. Red media and we have blue media. No. We don't have anything in between. It's like oh. the country is being split in two, and I'm not sure there's a way out of it. We're just we're just stuck on this path towards complete division on these ideological lines. All right, all right. Can we just? Uh, that's just all right. So uh, they. Well, I guess that uh, was that. <laughs> okay, that, that's our that's our summation. That's our summation. Uh, it, yeah. It's probably going to get worse before it gets better, and. Uh, Probably it's going to take some punching back and, and for, to, to not just get steamrolled. And please, if you're in a situation where you've been discriminated against by your employer, you've been forced into one of these struggle sessions or anything like that, please punch back. Punch Fine. back hard. Kick them in the nuts. You can. There are lawyers who will take your case. That's not going to cost you. You know what I mean? Who who actually are committed to this cause? Yeah. So seek, yeah. seek them out. All right. So the man of the week. All right. What do we have here? So, so contractor is working on a house and he finds a bottle of whiskey underneath the floorboards, right, from the old homeowner. Okay. So, so, so they were they were so they were renovating their home mm -hmm. and they uh, left a bottle of whiskey in a note for whoever happened to do it next. <laughs> just like a, just so like a little fun. treat. It is kind of fun. It's sort of like okay. Sooner or later, somebody's going to dig up this floor, right. put down a new floor, and let's give them a little surprise. Oh, my goodness. Now, you know, it wasn't 175 years old. That would have been more fun, but it was it was like from the 80s. Yeah. You know, so, uh, and what, what was it a bottle of? Uh, so, what is it? Is it, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a whiskey. 
Oh, so we're in Scotland, so that's good. Stripping out the kitchen, he found a message under the floor. It's been viewed a thousand, a, 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 a hundred and sixteen thousand times, and the note was, "All the best. Have a drink on us." And so this guy's going. Uh, the the contractor's like, ah, you know, not, you know, it's, it's, this is cool and all, but yeah. it's not that old. And then he realizes that the kids that are helping him strip out the house weren't even born yet. <laughs> so like, all right, so maybe maybe it was old. Yeah. All right. So uh, I like that idea. If I, I were like to do it. some renovation, uh, my house is already seventy years old. Probably won't be around that much longer. I might tuck away a bottle of uh, yeah, Jack need, Daniels and a little tuck, note. Tuck it, tuck it away somewhere where when they tear the house down, they'll find so it. So our man of the week is the anonymous whiskey hider in Scotland. Yeah. And, uh... Well done. Well done. <laughs>